Hello, and welcome back to the Council of Lit. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is actually an audio edit that I am including that was not recorded the same day that we recorded this podcast episode. Um, being amateur podcasters, I made a small mistake in not realizing that today's guest, her microphone was actually not on when we first started recording today's episode. So the reason that I'm putting this audio clip in right now is to kind of give the listener a heads up that for the first five to ten minutes, I totally messed up on that. And once we noticed it, we just stopped the podcast recording and then just uh, got her mic going again. So for the first five or ten minutes, the audio uh, sounds like trash. Um, but for the integrity of the uh you know, our podcast today, I just kind of left it in. So feel free to skip ahead or you can listen and know that it gets a lot better as uh, with, you know, within the first like eight minutes or something like that. So anyways, thank you for bearing with us. Thank you for listening. Wolfgang and I are both really, really excited about today's episode and uh, our guest. And we learned a lot from, from having her on. So Without further ado, thank you so much, and please enjoy. Hello, everyone. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Council of Lit. Um, today, our wonderful guest is Dakota Chanel. She is a water priestess who supports women around the world to come into a deeper connection with themselves. She has a water priestess mystery school. She also has an Amrita course and does retreats around the world. And uh, she's been quite the blessing in my life and many other people that I know. And uh, we're very happy to have you here. So welcome. Mm, thank you so much. It's truly an honor to be here. I'm really excited to have this conversation. Like I shared with you, I've never been interviewed by men. So I feel like there's going to be some really juicy things that come up. Is there a reason why we haven't had a conversation with men in this, in this kind of setting? That's a great question. I feel like it's because I work with women. Mm-hmm. And that's really my, yeah, that's just what I do. I, I work with women solely. However, I am really excited because I feel this transition happening of supporting women more in their partnerships. And so indirectly helping men. And one of my favorite things, too, that any woman that I work with says is when she's like, oh, my partner like loves when I have my calls with you. He always encourages it because he sees how like happy it makes me, how much it lights me up. and. That really is the ultimate compliment that the women's partners really feel that it makes a difference in their lives and they're supportive of that. What is it about working with women and bringing that into their life and into their partnerships? Like, why is that needed right now on this earth? I feel like actually that is really a core question that we should be looking at because Mm -hmm. Healing, I, I truly believe that healing women, then it ripples and it heals partnerships and it heals families and it heals communities. Because right now on the earth, there's a lot of brokenness and relationship and family and so many people aren't raised with parents that love each other. However, a lot of times in order for us to have a healthy relationship with another person, we first have to have that with our own selves. And there's been a huge rising of what's kind of called the divine feminine or more spiritual aspects of the feminine being reclaimed um, over the past, you know, many, many decades. And now I feel this really deep kind of 
interest from the masculine more than ever before in my life personally and globally where I feel men are more open to this and to learning and to wanting to learn authentically and I don't know why there's been more of a, a call to the women before this time. I feel like maybe it's just the way that Christianity has played a role in our culture mm. over the past 2,000 years. I feel like in the West especially, we, the predominant belief system is Christian. You know, a lot of us are raised with that, or even if we're not, it's in the collective field. And the story of Christianity, there's no, there's no lover or feminine like wife aspect. And there's the Virgin Mary, but she's a virgin. So like sexuality is completely cut out of the equation. However, there have been discoveries and there's a lot of amazing books that have been written on the possibility that perhaps Mary Magdalene, who's considered the apostle of all apostles, um, was actually Jesus's wife. And so maybe getting a little off topic, but to bring this full circle is the feminine aspect of God is kind of taken away. And with that, it's called, um, there's a great story that's called um, the creation of the wasteland. And that's really what's happened right now upon this earth, right? We've decimated the planet, poisoning her with all kinds of toxic pesticides and herbicides and mining and all these things. And I really believe that it's connected to the feminine aspect of life and making, um, so when we make that healing connection with our own femininity, we're healing that aspect and recognizing that God isn't just male and it isn't just female, that there's this balance of masculine and feminine. So I don't know if that answers your question. I know there's so many different directions we could go off in. And being more connected to the heart and being able to feel, you know, to feel um, what's happening on the planet and not to numb out, but to really recognize like, okay, we need to make some changes. And we all have different roles to play, but I really do feel like harmonizing our relationships, that's something that we all can do, especially in our most intimate relationships with our partners or lovers or friends, um, really supporting each other to be the best versions of ourselves that we can be. Is that, I know we, you kind of didn't want to jump into talking about your up and coming course necessarily, but that it's called worship, and that, that is a partnership course, right? Of how to worship your partner, or yeah. like how does that? And it's specifically for women in worshiping um, a masculine partner. And the inspiration for creating this is because I feel like in, um, in my circle and a lot of women's gatherings and priestess circles, there's kind of this um, question, like how do I bring this to my partner? Like how do I really bring this to a man and have him receive it like we do all these uh, incredible like ceremonies and rituals and deep sensuality and, and dives and activations with other women but then sometimes there can be this block with actually bringing it to the masculine and i know even for me like when i um got together with my current partner and he's so open and receptive to receiving me in every way i still had so many subtle insecurities and I teach this, you know, I share like rituals and ceremonies with women. Um, and I still felt nervous. I was like, how do I bring this to him? How do I bring this ceremonial space? 
And I finally was able to overcome those pieces and started um, doing just really beautiful deep dives with him. And I realized how important it is because it's the best way to teach. And you don't want to nag. I, as a woman, it's not, no right. one wants to feel, no lover wants to feel like they're not good enough. That's like the worst feeling in the world, right? Yeah. As a man, if your woman's like, you're not this or that or spiritual enough or why aren't you more this? And so right. the idea with worship is that you're showing by example. You're literally worshiping your beloved. And I believe that this isn't like a worship in something that's higher than you. It's recognizing like I see the divine in you. I see the the God or the source in you. And I want to invoke that and call that forth and honor that and worship that and really bring it back to the body. Because a lot of spiritual traditions also have made us think that like the body is bad or sinful or we want to like ascend and escape it. Mm. Really, the body is one of the most precious and beautiful gifts that you could possibly be given. To have a body is a miracle. And I believe that the body holds all kinds of gateways for expanded consciousness, right? And it's all about embodiment. So with worship and these practices, bringing it to a beloved, it's the best way to teach. Instead of nagging, you are just loving up your man, and then they learn through receiving it, because most oh. men have never received this before. Like that anointing ritual we did yeah. before this call, like I don't know if you've ever done that before, but most men you know, haven't done that before. They wouldn't even know where to start. They'd probably feel so intimidated and nervous and like, just unsure. And so this is really a beautiful way to encourage women to step forward and share these priestess arts and these honoring rituals with their beloved in a safe container. And then what has happened in my own life and what I've seen happen in other women's life is that when you do this, then they automatically want to give it to you as well. It becomes this like, wow, I feel so full of your love for me. I feel so much honor and like beauty within these ceremonies and rituals and now I understand why you were maybe wanting me to do this with you and now I want to do this to you too because I know how amazing it is mm -hmm. right so that's the idea behind it and I really I've just seen it be so beautiful in my own life like with my current partnership it's like even last night we have something called Temple Tuesday where every Tuesday well sometimes we you know, it doesn't happen, but we try to make it every single Tuesday. We turn off our phones and the computers and we set up the bedroom space with candles and incense and just make it like a temple. And then we do different kinds of practices. And so last night I did, I love brushing my beloved's hair really ceremoniously. He has really nice. beautiful long hair. So I have this special comb. And so I just really slowly, you know, like listening to angel music and speaking blessings to him, just slowly comb his hair. And then I rub oils through it and like, you know, you can do head massage and like really, mm. oh, and these, these practices, um, that I am sharing, that I'm sharing in this journey. Um, I don't mean to just talk about the course, but just in general, these practices, they don't, they're not sexual in nature. Mm -hmm. So it's about different ways that you can have more intimacy and connect. And then deepened sexuality just comes from that space. Absolutely. So, yeah. And then after that, you know, he did this beautiful anointing ritual on my breasts and it was just, I'm like, wow, master like right there. 
just I just amazing, you know. I myself, you know, lately have been wondering like, how can I? Because you know, I see your stuff online, just about worshiping your beloved. And I'm like, how how can I worship my beloved more? You know, and Aww. I'm like, I don't really know where to start. And I kind of feel like an oath in that sense, where I'm just like, oh man, like can't wait to talk to Dakota. Hopefully, she can enlighten me a little bit. But it makes sense that you 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 can teach by showing, and so like by educating these women and teaching them these practices and these rituals, they can then kind of show their man, partner, um, their love in that way and then open the door for them to do the same in their own way back. Exactly. And then it's cool too because yeah. it's not like they're asking the man for it. Exactly. Because that's another thing too, right? And yep. also the men not asking the women for it because it's like, it's this weird energy of like when you're asking your beloved to, you know, just like love you up in a way that can be like, oh, well, like, I don't want to do it now because you asked me or something, mm -hmm. like weird things like that, you yeah. know, I notice, at least in my own relations, which is something that I want to work work um, mm -hmm. through more, but I really like that. I think that's mm -hmm. really cool. Yeah, bringing more, um, like, sacred love and sensuality into your partnership and mm -hmm. deep yeah. intimacy, like, outside of sexuality, I feel like that's so important, like, so, so important. That's so. truly what makes for great sex. Yeah. Because you can do all kinds of fancy, you know, techniques, blah, blah, blah. Really, mm. it's about presence. Mm. And I like to say intimacy and foreplay, it's all day. You know, <laughs> it's all day long. Uh -huh. It's not just like right before you want to have sex mm -hmm. with somebody. It's literally con connection, little points of sweetness, mm -hmm. just making your life honoring of each other. And that's such uh -huh. a better way to live. But I love what you shared, Wolfgang, and I really feel like it's so true. It's so important that we don't push each other away by demanding things. Yeah. Because there's this often this energy of like, should we stop? No. Oh, okay. Sorry. There's often dogs barking. Yeah. <laughs> there's often this energy of um, trigger that can happen. Yeah. Like, there's pressure. Right. And I know that for men especially, there's like two things that can shut men down really quick and it's feeling pressured Yeah. because they already have so much stress. Like men carry so much responsibility as a man. I feel like there's all this pressure to like hold the feminine and like hold the family and like hold it together. And it can be a lot of pressure. And so to add more pressure, it re is repellent. And then also feeling like they're not doing enough and not feeling honored and not feeling appreciated. That's like huge. So with these rituals, it makes the man feel like you just adore them, you know? Yeah. And then the you men just adore them. The and then they want to adore They're you. They're like, yeah, come here. I, yeah, I, let exactly. Me, let me give you some of that. Yeah, exactly. that's, that's amazing. I feel like you hit the yeah. nail on the head just for me in my own life. Like the, mm. those things you just mentioned are like, yeah, so true working with people, women, um, and, and working through this kind of thing, I'm sure that there are, are people who have blockages and things like shame and guilt and stuff like that, that come up throughout this process. So, yeah. So how do you work through stuff like that when it comes up, especially with like honoring your beloved and, and things like that, like different yeah. practices of, or like, what, what do you do? Yeah. It's a loaded question. There's yeah. so many things you can do. Yeah. There's not one answer. Right. Um, but yeah, shame, guilt, trauma, it's all there. Like sexuality is the most powerful force in the universe. It's what creates life. Like mm -hmm. that's how all of us got to this planet. And with that, it has the power to be the most uplifting, holy, like beautiful, amazing experience or the complete opposite. 
And unfortunately, so many people, especially women, have experienced the complete opposite. Right. And there's so much trauma in the collective feminine. So that's why I really encourage women to first do the deep work on themselves. And there's so many different practices, but really it's about shining the light, having the courage to shine the light and look deep within yourself. And maybe those pieces that are really scary and hard to look at mm. and you want to run away from. And you know, sometimes we have different spectrums. You might need professional help. Mm. You might need extra support, or it might be enough for you to do the deep dive on your own. Um, I love to recommend really listening to the body because the mind is so tricky you know it likes to think oh like this story and sometimes it can replay it over and over or it can try and say oh no i've healed that but then the body tells a different story mm. so that's why all the somatic practices yeah. are the best you know breast massage womb massage yoni massage toning dancing all the feminine arts um that the church tried to outlaw right in a lot of mm. all across europe it's so interesting like these things that bring you into really ecstatic communion because um, honestly i believe that our natural state of being is one of love yeah. i mean if you look at a baby like they're just in, they're in their love like love embodied that's mm -hmm. our highest potential yeah. as humans is this love and i feel like that's why sacred partnership is so precious because we live in a world where we can't just be that open to everybody. Right. You know, there's all these energies that, you know, you don't want in your field in this time upon the earth. But with your beloved, you have the opportunity to drop all of your shields, to drop everything and be completely vulnerable and honest and to share those shadows or pains or shames shames i love it <laughs> the shame um that you might feel and to have that just to be spoken out loud in partnership is so powerful and if you don't have a partner to even eye gaze and look in the mirror light and candlelight mm. something i love to do um, to recommend doing is to really eye gaze with yourself and talk to yourself as if you were your beloved and your beloved is like holding this best space for you possible mm, yeah and that's you know, I really do believe that so many of us want to be in partnership and want to manifest a beloved and yeah. want that love. And really, it just always comes back to self-worth and recommitting over and over to your heart and, and holding the vision and doing the deep work. And it can take time. And there's no like one, you know, formula for everyone. Sure. But ultimately, it's about really having the courage, you know, look at those pieces and to alchemize. How do you recognize trauma, even if you don't know you have it? If we can't face it in ourselves, it's going to be nearly impossible to have the courage to really face it with another. Mm -hmm. However, I have been in partnerships where this is what I love about partnerships is it brings out stuff that otherwise you wouldn't even know was there. Mm. It's literally like you can be by yourself, think I am so I got everything together. I'm perfect. Like, yeah. and then you're in partnership and you're like, you trigger the <laughs> you know like wow okay and you mm -hmm. realize okay there's there's deeper work to be done and that's the magic of partnership that's the alchemy mm -hmm. of the of heroes gamos or the sacred marriage or whatever you want to call it um and sometimes you can't know unless you're in partnership but mm -hmm. you can actually make a conscious effort and commitment to deep dive it before you enter partnership and 
like I said, you know, somatically, and I, I really firmly believe working with our root and working with self-pleasure in a sacred way for ourselves and reclaiming that mm. is not just something like, oh, this is pleasurable, you know, I might have an orgasm, but no, like really using it to access your root energy and to see what might be in your body, especially related to sexuality. Oh, wow. Like uh, what kind of stuff can be stored yeah, somatically in, in the tissues. Wow. Yeah. And so as women, you know, this is something that's really great to do is make sure you have a really healthy self-pleasure practice and learn about, you know, yoni massage and really tending your body and listening and asking yourself and journaling and, you know, like I said, eye gazing and, um, yeah, just making that effort on your own. And then, too, what I've noticed is that when you enter in partnership, you're more able to take responsibility for yourself and what's yours. Mm. Like, oh, I recognize this. And that's something I love to say, too. This was a phrase that um, a past partner used to say. He's like, what's your portion of the distortion? Because if there's a disharmony in a partnership, it's never just like one that. person. Wow. I want to circle back to something you said um, just about like the self-pleasure and self-love because... I feel like there's this stigma that like pleasuring yourself or masturbating is like this bad thing or whatever. And that might mm. also go back to the whole rise of the whole Christianity thing totally. and like the shaming of the women and the pleasure and the dancing and all that stuff that you mentioned. And, and even for men, you know, it's just like, I feel like I have this thing sometimes where it's just like feeling, feeling guilty for wanting to like mm. feel pleased or to want to pleasure myself. Mm. And that probably partly comes from just like, feeling like it's been looked down upon by society and stuff like that so yeah so like knowing that that it actually is a healthy thing that we can do and use to like discover more of ourselves and and issues that might be inside of us is really cool absolutely mm -hmm. yeah. yeah thank you for sharing that yeah. i feel like so many people can relate yeah for sure and especially because there is so much of self-pleasuring that has been tied into pornography right which i do believe that's why there's kind of been even more shame because a lot of pornography really isn't honoring of women mm -hmm. and it's really you know not healthy how um yeah and it's really unfortunate and really sad that so many of us have learned about sexuality primarily through that avenue yeah so i feel like that's also why there's that extra pressure of shame because yeah. it can take a lot too to detox from pornography you know i've heard from a lot of men and, and partners in the past like it takes effort and commitment to like not go back to that um but i feel like relating to self-pleasuring as healing yeah. and as sacred you know, is really the reframe because there has been so much shame around it. And so many of us were shamed mm -hmm. during childhood for it. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. like our parent, maybe we, because it's so natural, like as children, oh my gosh, it's so natural to be like, wow, that feels good. Like our pleasure is, yeah. oh my gosh, it's just so natural. Absolutely. You're just exploring yeah. yourself and things exactly. are happening and it's new and fresh and, and exciting. It's exciting yeah. And it's amazing. And then yeah. typically there's someone that comes in and is like, this is bad. This is Stop wrong. Stop that. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's yeah. traumatizing. So yeah. traumatizing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You lean heavily on the fence of sexual empowerment. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh I like that a lot too. Absolutely. Is there ever, a, we'll just get this out of the way. Is there ever like a point where it's like, okay, like, I don't want to add more shame to sexuality, but is there a point where, like, you just get to the point where it's, you're so sexually empowered that it becomes, like, a, 
like a forefront of your existence and life and it's almost becomes like before your connection with god or can that even become skewed you know even, mm. does that make sense like where you're like you're worshiping sensual sexuality to such a high level that all now it's like well what come what, what you know like how important is it really on the path you mm. know is it something that we really need to experience is it something that just differs for all people mm. you know like is it where i guess that's a personal choice it's absolutely know? a personal choice but and i love your question and i feel like for me, there's no separation between sexuality and divinity. Mm -hmm. And for me, sexuality is actually the closest that we get to embodying God and creation energy in this physical life because literally, it's how other humans are made. It's <laughs> yeah. literally like the most powerful, beautiful thing that we can create. Mm -hmm. It's another living human being. So to me, accessing God and accessing the divine through our connection to sexuality and to that energy is the root, like core. Mm. And I love what you said because, you know, so many people do believe that, like, for example, I had a past partner that believed that sexuality was like a distraction on the pathway to God. Like mm -hmm. it was actually bad and you should just ignore it. But really what that does is I, I really saw it create a really unhealthy, um, to space this really unhealthy um, habits and kind of a fracture that happened because mm. you literally when you suppress and you try and control and like suppress sexuality it just wants to escape it's like get me out of here and it will like explode in all kinds of ways mm. yeah. which is why I also feel like you know unfortunately there's so much with in the like priesthood where they have to commit to being celibate there's all the scandals around them not being celibate mm. yeah <laughs> i do want to talk to you about like, your thoughts on celibacy too but we're yeah. on a good roll here yeah, yeah. though so i'd love to talk about that but yeah i know within myself if i've had times in my life where i was really repressing my sexuality i can't like my whole body was just like suffering i felt like i was just like dying inside yeah. like my kundalini energy was just like stagnant totally and not expressing itself i forgot how to dance and mm. how to like sing and how to be free and wild and yeah yeah it's just life. juicy but i also don't want that to over i don't want that to be the forefront of my life too because i'm mm. a spiritual being you know why would and god like, not want you to celebrate and enjoy his creation or her creation the creation i'm not you sure know? i don't know i feel like that <laughs> that pattern you know of being like oh this is lesser or singing or dancing or all those things it's programming yeah totally i really and do believe that's, that that's one that's of the where i'm at like i feel like lately it's just like because for so long i felt that way like oh like mm. i need to stop thinking about sex i need to stop thinking about this and having these fantasies and all this stuff but it's like really like that's that's the stuff that if i look at and i pay attention to that will will empower me especially if i change my attitude towards it like yeah. instead of like shaming myself or feeling bad that i want to pleasure myself mm. and connect with myself in that way being like use it as an opportunity for healing and growth and just like oh wow like Okay, well, maybe my partner doesn't want to connect right now, but I'm really feeling this love. I'm going to yeah. just set up an evening for myself. And yes. just, just give myself some <laughs> light up a candle, you know, mm. cracking booch, freaking whatever, you know, have some coconut water. I just mean, anoint yourself, anoint myself. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. then, and then feel good about it instead of like, oh, yeah. wow. Like I'm just by myself again and now I feel mm. terrible and blah, blah, mm. blah. And so, cause it compounds, mm. right? All those feelings. Yeah. And. Mm -hmm. And like you said about the whole pornography thing, and, and that, that rings true 
in my life, and I think I mentioned it on a previous podcast. This seems like a topic that comes up a lot because it's something that it's we're discovering really together. And yeah, but anyway, it's just like, it's like yeah, it's like I feel like it, there's like a uh, an awkwardness, or at least there was like in my childhood growing up. Like I didn't really talk that much with my parents about it, and like yeah. I learned like when I was in like fifth grade, we watched the movie where they like teach you about your sexual organs, and they're like, this is what happens mm. in puberty and all that stuff, and then. That was, like, my sexual education, and then, like, I discovered pornography, and then was, my perception was grossly distorted from, like, the content that I was viewing, you know? Because, like you said, it's just, like, it's portrayed in this way of just, like, a lot of dominance, and just, like, it's, like, shrouded with dark energy, and and then there's that shame factor, too, right? Because it's, like, you know it's bad, but it's the only thing you know, so you go back to it, and then you or feel you, bad about doing it. Or then, you see that, and you want to recreate that yeah. as well, you know? Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. That's your vision with sexuality. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like, yeah, if you don't have um, like ex- any experience sexually, so you look to that, you learn from that, and then you have an experience, and then you try and like redo what you've seen, which isn't really like in the highest alignment, so it's just like, like this, honoring, this, yeah. this vicious cycle, so. Oh my gosh, I'm glad totally. we touched on that. I don't want to go like too dark with it, but like no, it definitely is really there important. and like shining the light on it, I think is good. Yeah. Um, but my first partnership was really awful sexually because he learned from pornography. Yeah. You know, and I feel like it's really unfortunate because especially in the Western world, also most men are circumcised and can like the amount like female genital mutilation is really looked down upon in our western culture we do that to our boys like the amount of trauma that that inflicts it's unbelievable it's like it's evil and to to really imagine like the imprinting that happens as an infant that your most sacred pleasurable part like the most pleasurable sensitive part of your body is literally associated with pain and extreme violence torture it's really torture so that is literally being embedded mm-hmm. in, the, in the beings of most men in the Western world. And then pornography comes in mm-hmm. and teaches that aggression, violence, and all these, these energies. And I feel like that's too coming from, there's a, there's a natural energy, right, of masculine and feminine. And masculine energy, there's this element of, and like I said, everyone can have masculine and feminine energy. Sure. But... The masculine energy is the protector, the holder. There's this strength. And a lot of times there can be this desire to be, you are the penetrative force. Like literally the lingam, it's penetrating. It's like the want, it's the consciousness, the light that is entering. And the yoni is naturally receptive, right? It's that place that's receiving. So as a man, I feel like there's this natural primal urge to dominate, to penetrate, but when it's not coupled with love and it's coupled with right. these darker emotions, mm-hmm. it gets really uh, unhealthy. Mm-hmm. But we can we can purify those natural primal intentions of like, because then I feel some spiritual men then like they want to completely like block off their sacred masculine. They're like, oh, I never want to be like dominating or right. overbearing. Like I always want women to think I fully respect them and love them, and so I'm going to be super gentle. And then mm. women are like, um, be kind of nice if you were like more in that energy. Yeah. And so I feel it's really important to look within ourselves mm. and no one can say, you know, where you're at except for you, mm-hmm. but to recognize like, okay, where's the energy coming from? Mm. Because there's nothing wrong with that strength and that desire for that primal penetration. Yeah. But what is the energy and the frequency behind it? And is it being res- 
is the partner on the other side stoked to receive that energy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's really because consensual agreements are everything. Yeah. 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 What would you say is your focus when you and your current current partner are making love and like what would you say you're focusing your energy on throughout that process? Love and being present. Mm. So anytime that I notice my mind, because the mind is like a monkey, right? It can yeah. go off in all kinds of directions. Like and so anytime I notice it going off in other directions, I bring it back to the moment and to mantra. So I just think like, I love you so much. And I, I don't necessarily say it out loud, but in my Aww. head, if my mind is needing to do anything, I just make it go on worship mode. Like, wow, your eyes are so beautiful. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I love the way that your fingers just felt on my hip. Like just really training the mind during lovemaking to be like, it's like a form of meditation. Yeah. And to me, sexuality, making love with my partner, it's, it's like the most ecstatic meditation that I have. I get more high and feel more connected to God through that than just about anything, you know? It's so powerful. Um, so I love doing that. But presence, you know, it's really about slowing down because the simplest thing, just like the touch of a finger, can be more ecstatic than, you know, penetration it's really about the quality of being able to be present with each other mm-hmm. and to really listen and and listen to the body and quiet the mind because so often the mind is like what do i do next and what's this and like da, da, da. and just no really full presence and body intelligence and it just takes practice too you know especially if you've never done this before and yeah. you know this this partnership with my with my current beloved the best I've ever been in. I feel like I'm finally able to embody the kind of sexuality that I've always wanted to and never been able to. And I'm just so, so grateful nice. and happy. Is yeah. that is that because of the work that you've been doing in your own life or is that yeah. also because of what where he was at too when he met Both. you? And yeah, like he was able to meet you at that level because of his own yeah. inner work or mm-hmm. exactly. Nice. Yeah. So here's something that I feel like is along the line of where we're going with all this and something that you also teach about is the realm of the orgasm. And uh, I don't know, I'm a sexual noob, so forgive me for like all this, but that's why I'm also glad that you're here. So like, what can you tell us about the orgasm as far as like the feminine goes and the masculine and like how we can turn that into a sacred experience and like Mm. what kind of... What are we working with, with that kind of energy? Beautiful question. I really, there's, you know, there's so many different kinds of orgasm. Like last night I had breast orgasms and I used to think I could never have a breast orgasm. I've I've heard about it before, but my breasts were never that sensitive. And then with my current partner, actually I'll share with you this really great technique if you want a little hint for your beloved. For the people at home. For the people at home. Um... Yeah, it's, you take this really beautiful anointing oil, like breast massage oil, and Mm -hmm. he just like drips it on my breasts, and it's so sensual, like the way that it flows. But then he'll take the oil, and it's like the lightest touch of moving it around on the side, and it's like the combination of the oil with the softness of the touch, and like the, um, the side sensitivity, it's absolutely orgasmic for me. I don't know about other women, but... For me, it's like so orgasmic. So you can have all kinds of orgasms. People have ear orgasms. I've never had one of those, but wow. basically an orgasm is a peak of energy, right? Okay. It's a peak and a heightening and a 
elevating of energy. I like to think of it like a wave, right? It's like there's this wave and you're building and then there's the climax of the wave, right? Mm -hmm. Where the energy is at its peak and the pleasure is at its peak. And then it's, it goes down again. And every orgasm is a little bit different. For most women, most women only have clitoral orgasms. So many women never have um, vaginal orgasms. And so this is something why I really encourage women to self-pleasure and to get in touch with you know, yoni massage is because it helps you to be able to unlock and release the hidden traumas and, and pains that are there and to access more pleasure because pleasure is on the other side of, of those things. And so I, I really actually, I love to specialize in Amrita orgasms and what that is is female ejaculation. And it's something that I'm really passionate about because I've experienced it myself since I was 15. And I remember the first time it happened, I was like, what is that? Like, no one told me that was a thing. <laughs> and then I looked it up on Google and Google, <laughs> Google couldn't tell me anything. And I was so confused. I'm like, this is not pee. Like, what is happening? And it took me, um, yeah, many years, but just researching it. And then I started sharing it with my friends. And then I started teaching it with women. And now I actually have a course on it. Um, but basically, it's related to a G-spot orgasm, and the G-spot's located on the anterior wall, like the belly button side, um, and it's kind of like a rough texture, kind of like the roof of your mouth behind your, um, behind your teeth, mm. if you feel it with your tongue. And yeah, so I teach women to get in touch with their G-spot um, to release pain and then to access the pleasure and to let their waters flow. And I really believe it's interesting because female ejaculate contains um, prostate-specific antigen, and so does male ejaculate. And so there's this connection and correlation. And with men, ejaculate can be kind of depleting, right? Maybe you feel a little bit tired. Yeah. With women and ejaculate, for me, every time and, and most women I talk to, it's energizing. Mm. It's like this amazing, um, it's deeply relaxing, and it's this ultimate surrender. It doesn't mm. happen unless you completely surrender and let go. And I feel like as a woman, that's really who, when we can access that place of surrender and trust, it's so profound and powerful. Um, but a lot of times, it, especially in partnership, it takes you know, work to get there. Like with my current partner, I didn't have an Amrita orgasm for the first three months we were together. And I remember that he was kind of like, wait, you teach this. Like, why isn't this happening? Like, am I doing something wrong? And so we had to move through a bunch of different layers. But really what it was is it was an emotional safety piece for me in my heart. Mm. And then when we worked through that, my water started flowing because um, waters are, are deeply connected to emotions. So our ability to feel to feel everything, not just seek the orgasm or search after pleasure, but like we mm. talked about before, have the courage to face everything else that's there mm -hmm. um, and then recognize that maybe it's not as scary as we thought it was. And to access those um, deep places of connection to self. So with the Amrita, it's energizing. And so I like to encourage women to get in touch with their waters, let their waters flow. But with men, I feel like it's really important for them to actually understand how to hold your seed and how to separate ejaculate from orgasm, to be able to orgasm without coming. Oh, wow. And I didn't know, I had heard of this before, but, you know, I hadn't been with a man that really mastered it until my current partner. And I was like, wow, babe, like, 
You got you yourself a good it. one. I'm like, I'm yeah. stoked. <laughs> I tried to do that for a while too. Like and honestly, to teach a class. I didn't know what to do with all of the extra energy. Like I was okay with not ejaculating, but I didn't mm. know, like after like a few days, I was like, I'm going to go three months. <laughs> like I'm just oh. going to see how this feels. But I didn't know. I had so much energy. I couldn't sleep. I could, I was just like <laughs> freaking people out. I was just like, <laughs> I was just, like so energized. Like, what do you, where, where do you channel that energy if you're not releasing it so, physically I for believe, a man? I believe it's important to ejaculate sometimes. I didn't, okay. I didn't say that properly. I apologize. Okay. Cause I, I, think don't, a misconception. I don't think it's healthy to ejaculate every day. I don't feel, I feel like that's depleting, okay. but it's also unhealthy to hold it in, especially at your age. Cause you all, you're both young. Yeah. You know, I think it's different. I mean, you get a lot older, right. but at your age, like it's healthy and necessary to ejaculate sometimes. Okay. Otherwise, yeah, that energy, it's just like. Can so there's not all... really a specific tool you should you just eventually have to just like i mean <laughs> i think you probably just get in touch with yourself and know yeah. like when when's the time to let it go deep listening mm-hmm. to your and, body and mm-hmm. your like, unique here's another thing is like what do you do with that ejaculate because i know like and this maybe this mm. is a little graphic but oh, let's, I love this let's question. go there because yeah can you drink the amrita and can you yeah, are, there, be- are, are there benefits of, of ingestion of the uh, sexual ejaculates like, for both ways yeah what do you what do you know just just let us know I'm gonna answer it in a roundabout way okay um so when I first got with Chris you know I, I love to teach men like your seed is sacred mm-hmm. it literally creates life and it's really important to honor it I know a lot of men they just kind of it's like wipe it away like get rid of it like there can be this energy of like oh it's unwanted or just throw it away right and really like no this is some of the most powerful water it's the most powerful water your body makes mm-hmm. literally the the amount of life force energy that's in that is so profound so there's lots of different creative things that you can do with it and i highly recommend um you know experimenting with what works for you and i'll share a few ideas um you know so in ancient times we used to make love on the earth right there's all kinds of ancient community fertility rites beltane is probably the most common one in modern day where people used to make love on the earth and so naturally our fluids would would go into the earth Uh and also we used to offer um our fluids to bless the crops like literally as fertility rites to make the harvest more abundant and so in this modern time, we don't make love outside hardly anymore. And the earth doesn't really feel the pleasure like of her children. I really, this is a little more esoteric, but I really believe that yeah. it's important that we return our sacred waters back to the earth. So I love to collect my amrita and to collect my partner's seed. And you can mix it together if you want and say prayers and set intentions. I love to give it to um, the house plants, like my rose bushes or just making an offering outside and not just letting it go in the trash can yeah. um, or massaging it. Like both Amrita and seed semen are really amazing to rub into the skin. And specifically, I mean, semen, it's really powerful, like how silky your skin feels. I've right? heard that. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's I'm like not I'm crazy super, for thinking that. No, okay. you're not crazy. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right. So I mean, make, make a, make a face mask, rub mm. it in. Mm. Yeah. Like an, anoint each other like rub it up the spine like yeah i because our skin absorbs everything we put on it yeah so literally you don't have to eat it you know if you don't want to you right. can just put mm-hmm. it on your skin there are there benefits though to ingesting it as well or you know that... i really do like i have okay 
I've had really powerful experiences ingesting semen before. The most powerful experience I ever had, I was in Italy and I was with a lover and I swallowed his seed and I felt so high. I started channeling poetry. Remember he was sleeping, I was just like channeling poetry. Then I went upstairs to go to sleep and one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me happened. I laid down and I was trying to go to sleep. Instead of falling asleep, I slipped into the in-between realm, like between waking and dreaming. And in that space, I was like, I could see myself sleeping, but I wasn't asleep. And then from there, I started hearing the angels singing to me. It was like this radio was turned on in my ears and I was hearing like the choirs of heaven singing to me. And it was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. And I remember being that moment like, I never want this to end. Like this is the most beautiful, beautiful thing. Like I'm hearing heaven. And then they played me one more song and then it ended. So that was the most powerful. I've had a lot of beautiful experiences with um, semen, but that was really potent. And I really do believe, you know, not all semen is made equally. Mm. If you're with a man and he's, you know, eating garbage and thinking mm. bad thoughts and like Absolutely. not really a good person, like that's, that's water, you know, water holds consciousness. And so that's not the best thing for you to ingest. If you're with a man that absolutely adores you and he eats really healthy and you love him and like you want to deepen your connection with him, like that is a sacrament. Like that is so powerful um, to ingest. Mm -hmm. And same with Amrita, you know? Right. Yeah, can you drink that or how does that work can. for men or for anyone, for women, men? Yeah, you can. Yourself. Absolutely. I've only done it, I, I've, okay, I've only done it one time. Mm -hmm. I'm not big into. Um, drinking it just because I, I haven't had I just haven't had a full yes in my being like mm -hmm. wow yeah do that that's so important mm -hmm. to me it feels more important to offer it back to the earth and so that's what I do the most but one time I was actually on my the end of my moon and I collected some of my Amrita nectar that's what I call female ejaculation and it also is mixed with a little bit of my moon blood just naturally mm -hmm. and I took a few sips of that and it was pretty much psychedelic it was really wow potent that was actually and a fan question is if you drink your moon blood or not but keep going <laughs> yeah really <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> okay but so you drank this infusion it had a little bit of your moon blood in it That's and you started hilarious. tripping <laughs> not tripping <laughs> okay but entering into a more altered state of consciousness Okay. But that's the only time I've, I've never drank my moon blood. I've heard, I've had friends drink their moon blood and their experiences that they've had have not been something that makes me want to replicate that. Mm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I like the idea of offering it to the earth, you know, and just giving back in that way. It feels Yeah, feels and giving good. it to your house plants, like mm, they'll literally yeah. get superpowers. Like yeah. one of the women that took my Amrita course, she started giving her orchid flowers only her Amrita nectar. Like she mm. didn't give them regular tap water. She gave them her Amrita. <laughs> and she was like, she brought it onto the call and they were like the biggest, healthiest orchids I've ever seen. It was so epic. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So don't let it go to waste you know yeah wow that probably has to you know do with our culture too and just not honoring the the, the sacredness of sexuality you yeah. know just throw it out or don't even do it in the first place or exactly yeah thank you for merging that and bringing more awareness into those realms on this earth my pleasure yeah yeah and that's another thing you know um chris didn't chris is my beloved he didn't really do that when we got together but i actually have this seashell that i like to use to collect um the seed 
And then, you know, after us being together for years, now he's like, oh, great, what should we do with it? Do you want me to get the seashell? Like, do you want me to rub it in? Like, it's Aww. always this, yeah, That's just awesome. there's options, you mm-hmm. know? Oh, do you want to, are we, are we um, creating something? Are we manifesting something? Mm. Like, right now we're in a beautiful home, like my favorite house we've been in. And before we manifested it, there was nothing on the market, like literally nothing. We were like, where are we going to live? We had to leave our house in three weeks. So we went out together and did a really beautiful ritual and offered, I didn't, we didn't offer a seed. We offered my Amrita and also some other things. Um, and after that ritual, literally the house manifested like two hours later. Yeah, actually one of the questions I have for you is sex magic. And mm. I know that's come up in some people's realm is that kind of what that is like you what is what is that that sex magic yeah is that really to me it's about authentic communion with life you know Mm. where it's like okay life i feel like the more i love life and the more that i give back and honor life the more that life loves me and gives back to me and honors me and so when i i never like to it's never, for me, it's never like, I'm manifesting something. Like, mm. I'm just asking and like getting this, to, like giving this to get something from you. Like, right. no, that's not the energy that you want to come from. It's really about, all right, life, like divine. I know that we co-create this amazing journey that we're on together. And I'm so grateful for everything that you've given me and this am- amazing, incredible life. And I am really excited to co-create this next chapter with you which looks like our next home. And I love to make offerings because I, you know, ancient cultures around the world and and modern indigenous cultures always make offerings. It's all about the offerings. And I've seen amazing things happen from making offerings in my life. So I feel like that's something we've lost in the Western culture and it's really important to bring back. That is so true. I feel like every time I've sent tensions or prayed or brought some kind of reverence into something, I was somehow protected by something greater than myself or something would happen in a way that was like synchronistic or magical. So there's, there's mm. truth in setting those intentions or bringing more ritual into life. And it, it changes. I mean, I'm just, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I feel like in myself it's changed like my ability to heal or my ability mm. to show up differently in life or to make changes in my own life just by having a ritual of some sort. So is there anything you could teach the listeners or like, or maybe they can refer to some of your courses or things like that, that would like, how do you, like how I'm just like some random guy. How do I bring more ritual into my life? Mm. You know, in a way that makes a positive difference. Well, it sounds like you're doing it already. You know, it's really beautiful that you've, you know, had those experiences. And for me, I love, excuse me, working with water Mm. and doing water rituals the most because we are water. We are literally over 99% water at the molecular level. Like we are these liquid moving oceans. This planet is mostly water. And so working with water has been absolutely life changing Mm. for me. And so I always recommend that people start with working with their water. Mm. Um, And I have resources on my website that people can go to about working with water, um, water, how to source good drinking water. Most people are drinking poison and they don't know it. So I have a good ebook on that. Um, you can sign up for that on my website. And then also how to do daily water prayers. That's really life-changing. And then also if you want to keep just a simple water altar, 
you know, like you just made this gorgeous altar for us in the middle of this podcast table. Yeah, you it's inspired so that. You literally inspired that, and I love it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so it's grateful. gorgeous! I wish everyone could see it. It's it's so beautiful. We'll put a picture in the description. Well, it resonates for you with me yeah. too. I mean, we are made out of water. So much of the earth is water. It's yeah. like, you know, there's been studies proven that we can affect water, mm-hmm. right, with yeah. our thoughts or intentions. So. Absolutely that's it's a there's a lot of science behind it as well mm-hmm. not just like woo woo yeah 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 a great book if people want to look more into that scientific aspect but still with a really heartful and spiritual slant um carly nunde has a really beautiful book water codes okay yeah. okay cool mm-hmm. right on also uh what's that guy's name asaro emoto yeah, Dr. Emoto yeah. Um, did amazing work with water crystals and uh, photographing frozen water crystals with That's different it. yeah, emotions. So looking at, okay, what's the water crystal um, form when it's exposed to the frequency of love or gratitude and love and gratitude make the most beautiful crystals and that's why i always say the more that we can be in states of loving authentic love and gratitude not spiritual bypassing like the more we can generate authentic states of love and gratitude the more epic our life gets because literally we become this like structured glorious water crystal that attracts all this other magic so He's a great one to look into. Also, Marcel Vogel did a lot of amazing work on structured water and looking at how um, light affects water and how just the similarities between quartz crystals and the structure of water and ice. Um, Victor Schauberger did amazing work with water. There's so many people, so many great scientists, and there's so much to back this up. Um, but for me, like, I love the science. It's great. And also, like, how I've really... It's not the science that's made a difference in my life. It's the rituals. Mm-hmm. It's the honoring of water. And everyone can honor water. Everybody can pray. Everybody can set intentions. I think sometimes there's this, like, prayer can be a, a, a scary word or, like, a weird word for people because yeah. it's associated with, you know, religion. And right. for me, prayer, you know, it means something different to everybody. But for me, when I use it, it's... Prayer is that communion with the divine, whatever you call the divine. It's just that intentional time where you speak to the divine. And like I I always say that I feel source loves to be loved because we were made to be in a state of love. And so when we love our lives, we're really worshiping God or whatever you want to call God. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. That. Yeah, right on. Get it, sister. That's awesome. <laughs> it's worked for me. My well, life's awesome. Yeah, for sure. And that's something I wanted to, to touch on is both of you guys, I've, I've noticed just from like thinking on um, how I've seen you and how, how I've like watched you grow just in the few years of me knowing you. But I noticed that mm. both of you guys are always on the, um, the offering vibe, you know, mm. like baseline mm. frequency is like, what can I offer? And like, whether it's like showing up with gifts or like with water blessings or rituals or things like that. And of course, in your own ways, like Kaylee's always got some magic and some love up his mm. sleeve. You've always got, you know, the ritual and, and, the, and the gifts. And, and, and then I look at your lives and I see, wow, these guys are so blessed, you know, mm. like they're, they're really living, living a lit life. And um, so you too. it works, people. Yeah, you too, bro. It works. Too. I could, I could definitely, could definitely offer up some more though, and I'm definitely inspired to do mm-hmm. so. Even after uh, what Kaylee and I did today, we we visited the cool temple space and just you know mm-hmm. we 
made some offerings before we went there and it does make a difference, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's, it's whatever you can give, whether it's, you know, a prayer or, um, an intention or, you know, sometimes people offer money or whatever it is, you know, whatever form of energy is, I think what you said, as long as it's laced with the, the true intention to make a difference, that's really where, where it does make that change because, I hear, I hear people, that's what I'm saying. I hear people saying prayers and stuff like that. And it's like, that's the whole woo woo thing is like, okay, like that's what turns me off about like modern spirituality is Mm. just like people faking it so much. Mm. And it's just like, I don't want to have anything to do with that. Like I'd rather just like be in my own space and just give thanks for the blessing of life that that's around me, you know, and all that. And so that's something I admire and thank you for bringing that energy to the space. Mm. And I don't know if we talked about it, but she, she anointed us with this amazing, um, water concoction that she has, um, just before we started doing the podcast and it was, it was really amazing. So Mm. yeah, thank you. Thanks for sharing that Wolfgang. Yeah. I feel it's really important, um, too, because everyone these days is talking about like manifest your life, like manifest your ideal life. And I feel like it's kind of like consumerism, you know, it's like, I'm going to do this. So, so life gives me this. It's, it's not this relationship. You know, mm, I right. feel like the divine has become this like unreachable, like, like how do we access there? Or it's mm-hmm. this scary thing. And really to me, it doesn't matter what you believe in. Do you mm. believe in a rock? Do you believe in Jesus? Like it doesn't matter. It's mm. what matters is how pure your heart is and how mm. deeply, just how much of a good person you are, mm. you know, like how do you really show up? Like that's the most spiritual thing is like living your life. Mm-hmm. in a really beautiful way mm-hmm. it's simple it doesn't have to be you know all these fancy you know meditations right. or all these different things that we can get into it can be so simple mm-hmm. you know yeah loving each other um, well i think you nailed it with that word uh, relationship you know mm. it's like how do you relate to yourself how do you relate to your beloved how do you relate to your friends and with everything you know what do you yeah, what do you do when you're alone? You know, like, mm. what do you do on your in your free time when no one else is there? Are you bringing reverence and gratitude and presence into that moment, or are you just checking mm. out, or whatever it is? You know. Yeah. And yeah. So true. And I feel like it can be easy to check out um, because of the overwhelm, mm-hmm. you know, of how much devastation and hardship is happening on the planet right now and especially in what we're dealing with right now you know the current current global situation so for sure yeah really making sure that we're resourced absolutely can we talk about sisterhood a bit sure and like because what's going on out there what's going on in these gatherings with all these goddesses and women you know and like what do you guys do do you just pray and like <laughs> sit in circles and what are you up to <laughs> what's going on out there like what do us men need to do you know to to rise to this Aww. to this level as well that you're mm. cultivating because we're on Kauai, it's like you know there's so many sacred amazing goddesses out here gathering and mm. connecting and talking and how can yeah what's what's going on out there and how, how can us men also rise to and do the work within ourselves too such a great question i feel like it's so different depending on what woman you talk to you know there's not like one like this is the protocol yeah. that every woman does, you and your in you and your circle i mean me and my yeah. intimate circle hmm. uh lots of things um what's what feels relevant to share right now 
Well, for example, the last gathering that um, yeah. your beloved went to, um, we did an Imbolc gathering, and Imbolc is the halfway point between winter and spring. It's a celebration, Celtic tradition, and I am Celtic and Irish, and yeah, so it's really celebrated that with, um, we learned an Irish song together in Gaelic, and oh, nice. sang together, and made um, some Bridget's crosses, and then shared like from the depth of our heart what women in our life have really made the most impact and it was just so beautiful to like go around in the circle and hear from each woman like the woman that most inspired her and her life specifically in your ancestral line like for some people it was an aunt or a mom or a grandma but like we were moved to tears at certain points like hearing the woman that influenced the woman that we love and so I feel like the opportunity to have those deeper conversations. I like that. You know, not just like surface level, like, okay, how was your day? Or what's going on with your life? Or, oh, I want help with this problem. Like really intentional deepening together. Mm. And that was a more surface, um, like simpler gathering. I also do like really deep, more sensual gatherings. Um, but yeah, just how can we deepen connection and relate in a deeper way? And I feel like with men, it's different, obviously. You probably won't want to sit around in the same way that we do and, like, I don't know, learn Gaelic songs and make crosses and talk about your moms, but... I feel like men can probably use some of that, though. Like, maybe we're not talking about our moms, but maybe we talk about the most influential masculine figure in our Ooh. lives. Like, you saying that, I was like, oh, wow. Like I, I want could... to hear that from both of you, That's actually. what I'm saying. Like, I, could yeah. Im- I could imagine just getting together with some, some men and just talking about stuff like that and, like... Mm. I feel like that would definitely help because like men's men's gatherings it seems like they're becoming more popular but it's also something that like i don't know i feel like i need to like work up more courage to be able to do myself just yeah intention too it's like because you can just like hang out with the boys and just like talk but that's different than just like bringing intention into that yeah that setting too like how can we help each other to grow help each other to heal how can we take it a little bit deeper than just yeah kicking it with the bros Mm -hmm. yeah when we were at the temple today uh chris star um who was like running the temple space was saying that mostly women gather there for the most Mm -hmm. part and it's been very little men coming and and, like men groups coming and just what that was about and he was just like talking about how you know the the feminine is often so much more in touch with their heart space yeah that's also kind of a goal too of the podcast is to um you know maybe share this or these different types of conversations and information with uh different demographics of people mm-hmm. like out here in Kauai, i feel like the spiritual community is like way more lit than like central illinois or something where i came from you know and that's the beauty of the podcast too is like being able to share this and to offer the opportunity for people to think and live differently um, and to try some mm. of these practices, you know, like living more authentically, mm. like uh, giving back and, you mm. know, sacred sexuality and all these things. So yeah. that's, that's like kind of like what the council is yeah, about. We're just out here trying to spread some good We're good just messages. trying to keep it lit for the fam out there, um, you know, the I council of it. lit members. <laughs> Thanks again to you guys for tuning in. I just have a couple other questions we could just like yeah, talk absolutely. about or dive into. Would mm-hmm. you be open to that? Yes. Okay. Um, did you do anything specific to attract Chris into your life right now or your current partner and mm. as like a twin flame or no, no, it just happened. Well, I was just doing me. I actually <laughs> didn't want to be in a relationship. Okay. I just, um, yeah, I was really focused on just wanting to build my service to women and my business wow. and focused on just me 
I wasn't even thinking about wanting to be with somebody. That was like the last thing um, from my mind. But then it happened and it was really unexpected. But, you know, I feel like the universe in my life has always been really clear with me. Like, this is the next step. And I'm like, that's the next step? Like, really? And they're like, yes. And then I just, I, I know that voice and then I listen. And so that was one of those moments with him. And mm. um, yeah, it's been two years. Wow. Wow. Congratulations. Time flies, yeah. huh? Really does. Yeah. It really does. Do you believe in like having multiple twin flames or people in your life? Or are we all just kind of like here? We, sh- you know. What it's is a, a twin question. flame? Yeah. Here so, we go. <laughs> I love this question. Okay. <laughs> So if I believed every man that told me that I was their soulmate, <laughs> Mary Magdalene to their Jesus, I would be married Ayo. and miserable like ten times over by now. Wow, you okay, know, I feel okay. like they're out there trying to they're out they there. Can do. I mean that's that's a good move for the spiritual men. I feel like women be wary be wary of that, you know, like, oh you're my twin flame. Like sure, sometimes maybe you are, but yeah. I honestly so in my understanding a twin flame is there's this belief that at the beginning of creation all souls are split in half essentially and there's like two halves and then the twin flame is when you find your other half i don't believe that that just doesn't sit right with me Mm -hmm. i believe that we're all inherently whole unto ourselves Mm -hmm. however i do believe that there are deep deep like love matches and really what it is it's it's frequency it's vibration it's like, for example, if a rose meets another rose, you're like, wow, we're so similar, right? Mm. And then if the rose meets like a dog, it's not really any, you know, not similar at all. But mm. if a rose meets an iris, then maybe they're complementary, right? Mm. It's kind of a crude example. That's a great way to put it. But yeah, yeah there's, there's different levels of um, vibrational match. And I do believe in past lives. Like I've had too many experiences to not believe in that personally. Um, yeah, I do believe there are younger souls or souls that are maybe on the planet for the first time. For me, I've been here a lot and this is definitely, you know, so I've, I've been with soul family a lot. And Mm. oftentimes when I meet people, I'm like, oh, I recognize you, like your soul family, like Mm. I know you, this is not just the first time I'm meeting you. And that's what happened with Chris. That's what happens with a lot of people. And I feel like I know both of you. I was telling you actually, like I have a really... Yeah, you yeah, feel like a, like a, a soul sister. Thing. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, then you, of course, you know, inventory, like fam. So, yeah, I feel like there's soul pods, mm. and there's definitely soulmates. There's like people that have been lovers together in other lives, and but I also feel like with my life, it's been really important for me to be discerning, not just to be like, wow, I have this super quantum like epic connection with this person but then there's like not any of this other stuff. Mm. And it's really important to look at all the aspects of the relationship and not just be in this, like, oh, we had this epic, this, we have this deep spiritual connection, this epic past life memory, but then there's no compatibility in like these really important areas. You know, that mm. might not be the best idea, so. With that being said, do you, do you have any advice for people trying to move forward or get over past relationships Mm. you know to be able to step into their current relationship even more whole and more full you know because you you know maybe you you develop attachments or you think you're someone's your twin flame and you just how could anyone ever replace that or anything like that i'm sure you've been through heartbreaks in your life so so many heartbreaks advice for the 
for the listeners out uh, there for just kind of just working through relationships if you're wanting to move forward? Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, there's no shortcut. It's not like, oh, do this thing and your heart's healed. Like heartbreak mm-hmm. is this really tender and organic process mm-hmm. and it takes as long as it takes. But there's different things that you can do to tend and take care of to tend and take care of yourself, you know, to really um, honor your heart and what you've been through. And sometimes, like, honestly, sometimes it takes me way longer and I'll work through past relationships in my dreams a lot of times. Like, Uh I'll dream about past exes while I'm working through stuff with them. And I feel like it's my subconscious, like, cleansing them out. Um, However, there's, of course, rituals you know, and ceremonies that you can do and just intention setting and feeling, you know, really letting yourself feel the grief of missing that person. You don't have to get over it in a certain amount of time. Like just let it take its natural course. Um, But yeah, you can, I teach um, specifically, I really love ritual washing. So obviously we use water to wash ourselves in the shower, right? It's like water washes our bodies, but Mm -hmm. in spiritual traditions around the world, water is not only used to cleanse our physical bodies, but also um, our energetic and etheric bodies, especially when you work with it really intentionally. So I like to encourage people to do ritual washing um, to release past lovers. So for women, you can um, get some sacred water from a spring or a well or a really pure river, the ocean, put it in a bowl. You can say your prayers into it, and men can do this too. It'll just be a variation for the men. Uh, but you can put, you know, flowers, crystals, and really set your intention. Like, water, please help me to release the energy like of this person. I'm going to do this physical ritual to symbolize this letting go process and to purify this, not just physically but energetically and emotionally. And it's powerful what happens in these rituals and just getting a good washcloth, setting sacred space, and then taking the water in the washcloth and ritually, I like to um, you know, wash your womb for women specifically, wash your womb, and then you can also move and, and ritually wash your yoni if that feels good. And then for men, you know, I've never shared this with men before, so this feels, um, I don't know if you'd even want to do this. Does this even sound like something? Why not? Yeah. Okay, we cool. Totally. So I think this is a moment for me where I'm like, I only teach women. I share this stuff with women all the time, but then sharing with you guys, I'm like, is this weird? Like, are they going to think this, no, this is, is so good. out there? This is what we want. No, we and that's of, why yeah. I think, too, with women, this is the kind of stuff we do that maybe we don't share with you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are they doing? Like, <laughs> so ritually washing with your intention, mm. staying with your breath, being really slow, and feeling the water, letting the water wash, wash away, you know? that person or that pain mm. or whatever it is you can also wash your heart mm. it's really powerful yeah so yeah ritual washing that's cool though because i feel like you doing that for letting go of like past relationships or past people is one thing but i feel like you could do that for other things too in your life you know oh, like maybe like so a traumatic things. event or like something that you just like can't shake that you need to let go of just like yes. the power of ritual and the power of water and the power of your intention again yes. it keeps coming back to these kind of core points um, so beautifully said, Wolfgang. I want to say too that I I know what you're saying and I feel it and I kind of do it in my own way. Like I'll go, there's a river by our house that I love mm. to swim in, the cold pond. And if I'm ever feeling like I'm like in a funk or feeling like mm. I just need to let go like of whatever I'm carrying, just going there and cleansing or like 
you could almost say baptizing yeah. myself in a sense, totally. not to sound religious, but like there's a difference. Even if I just dunk myself a few times, but like I definitely like massage my heart space and stuff like that. And then I feel so refreshed and clear and mm. renewed. Like I, I want to mm. go there now almost and just Me like too. cleanse and do that after this. I think I will, but, but yeah, it's, it works people. I mean, not everyone has access to like super clean, amazing rivers and springs though too. So like, like mm-hmm. you said, you could, you could do this like at home in the shower or like what? Yeah. I mean, I recommend everyone get a shower filter. Okay. Um, but yeah, you can do this with your water at home. Yeah. But if you have access to the... If you have access to natural water, definitely do that. Okay. You can even make it really special and go on a pilgrimage, drive a couple hours somewhere really special to you and, or somewhere new that you feel called and, and gather water. Always bring an offering, you know, bring flowers or even if you don't have anything on you, you can use a lock of your hair, just like a couple strands of your hair or some oh, wow. saliva, um, some songs, just really anything to show your appreciation and gratitude. That's amazing. This is so cool. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I love talking about this stuff with you guys. This is really fun. Are there some, like DNA exchanges that happen when you, when you with like saliva and yes. and all this stuff? And yeah, that's I guess that's a really good thing, right? With yeah, it's amazing, and, and that's exchanging. why it's really important to be so careful who you exchange saliva with. Some people can be like, "Oh, a kiss," like it's not that big of a deal. Like kissing wow. is really deep uh-huh. and sacred. You think you you spit in a test tube and send it to the DNA place, and they tell you your whole history. It's like when we exchange saliva that's what's happening. We're exchanging these codes in our water that's you could never Whoa, write down. That's it's crazy. Yeah, and you're mm. you're exchanging information at such a primordial level on the level of literally encoded water. You can't ma- you can't talk about that, you know? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to be like, "Hey, my great 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 grandma was this person and all these things that they can tell you from your saliva um, when they test it." But our bodies can recognize that in each other. So that's why the alchemy of who we share our fluids with is really powerful. Mm. And that's why I've stopped like sweating all over people at ecstatic dance and doing contact mm. dance too. <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. yeah, not to say that's a bad thing at all. I mean, that's different than saliva for sure. But for me, it just, after a while I was like, wow, you know, I actually feel kind of like dirty after I do that. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. super elevating. I'm like, why is that? Oh, I'm exchanging water with all these people on their skin and yeah. Uh. That's deep. I love it. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, do you want me to... Do yeah, you got here. any more on there? Oh, I got plenty more. I just don't... <laughs> we get plenty of questions. <laughs> um, let's see which, see which one is the most relevant to this moment. Perfect. I don't know. It's just random. Do you have any, like, tools for cultivating more vulnerability, you know, within mm. um, yourself and within your couple, like, your partnership and just people in your life? Vulnerability is honesty, mm-hmm. you know, really being vulnerable is just being honest about things that are challenging to talk about. And I know that the things that I want to avoid in talking about in partnership, like things that come up, um, for, for example, just it's good to have examples. The other day I had a dream that my partner was um, connecting with someone online and like having this flirtatious thing. And I woke up from the dream like super unsettled. And so there's part of me, because I have prophetic dreams, right? There's part of me that's like, oh my gosh, you know, what if this is true? And there's this part of me that's like, don't, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to tell him about this dream. I don't want to talk about it. Like, oh my gosh, I just, my subconscious made it up. 
But I was like, no, this is one of those moments in a relationship where I can choose to ignore it and just let it kind of fester, like wonder in the back of my mind, or I can just ask him Mm -hmm. and like be super honest. So I did. And I was just like, hey, sweetie, I had this um, really challenging dream last night and I want to talk to you about it. Are you open to receive that right now? Yes, I'm open to receive that. Great. And then shared about the dream and then we got to have a great conversation. He was like, oh, wow. Yeah, that's not happening at all. But it It deepened your connection together and to be able to share that. Yeah, exactly. It probably made you feel more safe for future times to be able to share things like that. Every time that we do that together. Because we've been through some stuff. You know, it hasn't all all been, you know, like rainbows and unicorns. most relationships aren't all rainbows and unicorns because mm-hmm. that's the point of the alchemy is yeah. literally you're looking at all those deep shadows together and it's a gift. It can be a gift if you both are willing to work on it and to meet each other. That's the thing. Sometimes just one partner is not able or ready or wanting to. Um, so I think that's really the most important thing. I know that a lot of women, probably men too, can kind of be in that healer role in relationships. I've mm-hmm. done this a lot. Like, oh no, like they're going to get better, like that thing. I know that my love and support is going to help them to move past that and heal that. Um, But then it doesn't. Mm. And it can. But just to be really discerning about that. Mm. Just felt inspired to mention that. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, this is kind kind of a random, but also I think in the same realm kind of question. And we can, we can close it down soon. But, um, what are your thoughts, feelings on like polyamory and how does that like fit into the whole worship, love mm. kind of vibe? And like you mentioned like the sharing of the fluids and like mm-hmm. that's that came to my mind. And I was like, oh, like because in polyamory, you're, you're multiple partners sharing fluids with different people and totally and all yeah. that. So like what, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, such a great question. So for me, um, I've. I've never seen a successful polyamorous relationship. I've never seen it. And that's not to say it's impossible. And I feel like for a lot of people, especially men, there's this really deep desire to explore that and to have Mm. another partner. You know, there can be like, oh my gosh, just one woman for the rest of my life, but all women are so beautiful. You know, oh my God, how am I gonna do this? And so it's kind of a common fantasy for men Um, and for some women too. But I feel like it's really important to come to understand the sacredness of what's actually happening in sexuality and the depth of what you are exchanging, like you said, with the fluid. So for me personally, I am not polyamorous and I don't necessarily believe in it. I really believe in sacred containers. However, I do deeply believe in the power of sensual sisterhood with women and the activation that it does. And I can go a little hmm. more deeply into that yeah. in a minute. Yeah. And I also, I'm not opposed. I always say to Chris, you know, I'm open if there is a woman that I'm like, wow, you are like incredible. I want your DNA inside of me. Like, I love you, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to be, I'm going to be so stoked. But I really feel I like it's, yeah, I really feel especially it's um, important to, uh, be really delicate with these things and just aware of 
the energetic ties and how messy it can get. Because I think in the fantasy land, it can be way better right. than it actually is right. in the reality of like, wait, how does this actually work? Like in the practical land, like how do we do this and how is it successful? Because a lot of times it's hard enough for people to just make one person work. Like I don't have time for more than one person. Are you kidding me? Right. So anyway, that's where I'm at around it. And everyone has their own beliefs and I'm not saying it's bad at all. It's just my personal reflections. Um, But the thing I was sharing about with sensual sisterhood, I feel like this is really important because, you know, you say, for example, like after Tori comes and we hang out, she's always lit up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's something so healing for women being around other women and especially being not in our heads, like just talking, 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 but really being in our bodies. So whether that's dancing together or singing together or even going deeper, I hold these workshops called sensoriums where we team up and do um, adoration of the senses. So you know, taste, touch, scent, sound. And it's this absolute worship of the feminine form. And I, what happened is I came to this point in my life where I realized I've never been sexually attracted to women, but I realized that I, I had never like touched another woman's breasts. I'd never even seen really up close other women's breasts or even seen women's yonis. And I was so baffled that most men have seen more than I have, and I'm a woman, and I have a woman's body. Like, I don't even know what other breasts or yonis look like. And so it was this Hmm. weird thing for me where I felt, okay, I don't want to be, I don't want to have sex with women, but I want, I'm yearning for something. And then I started, it's a long story, but I started remembering um, and deepening into these priestess arts, and that's where um, the sensorium and some also some other practices that I do in retreats were born, where we really honor each other's bodies and what happens in this too is most women just like most men we've never been taught the sacredness of our bodies that they're amazing and that pleasure is beautiful um not in this you know just oh seeking something to like fill an empty cup like really loving being alive and and enjoying every moment of it and what happens when women come together and really honor each other in that way is there is this supercharged activation of empowerment and energy that happens. And then I know after that, like, I just want to bring that home all on my beloved. And I feel so extra activated. Like, for example, even just the other day, I was, I went to Secrets Beach and I was naked with my girlfriends and we danced naked on the beach and we're just really in our bodies. And I felt so extra supercharged after. So, I feel like the sensual connection that I have with my close sisters is really important for my um, health and for my connection with my beloved as well. It's, it fulfills a different um, energetic. You ever get That's back amazing. from those those types of ceremonies or times with your sisters, and then like you realize that your man this might not be your case because you have like a really sensitive, you know, conscious man in your life, but you ever be like, wow, like I'm not being met at the level that I was just being met with my sisters. Like yeah. I want more of my sisterhood and like mm. my, my masculine or like my divine masculine isn't showing up for me in that same way, totally. you know? So then you kind of shut down or you yep. don't want to open up as much. hundred percent. Maybe. Is that a thing? Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. I feel like that's why I created where I'm creating worship. Yes. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. That's the trick, right? Because you, trick. you don't want to you go to your man and be like, and be like I want you to be like yeah. my girls. Exactly. And then he's like, what the, 
what do you even do? Like, I don't even understand. Like, yeah, yeah. And so then you're like, hey, honey, I just am so juiced You start up. worshiping him. Guess what? We're oh, going to we're gonna have a Temple it. Tuesday. We're going to have a yes. ceremony. So all you need to do mm-hmm. is shower and come and just be open to receive me. Mm-hmm. And then shower them in this I love that. initiation. Mm-hmm. They're just giving and like loving them. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah, it's worked for me. Nice. In, yeah, in this relationship. Like I said, you have to be with someone that's willing to meet you. Mm-hmm. My last relationship was not willing to meet me in that, in that place. So there's nothing you can do, you know? Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Holding space for your partner. Yeah, that's... Well, thank you so much for everything that you've shared with us today. I feel like we... Hold on, there, is there any, do you have to go like right now or anything like that? You're probably in a minute. No, I don't have to go right okay. this moment. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I also wanted to say... <laughs> I really have to pee. Yeah, well... Awesome. Just we'll edit this, this we'll part just, out. <laughs> we'll just have a brotherhood Perfect. moment. Yeah. Okay. Bro, can I give you like a massage or anything? <laughs> yeah. Just wait, just wait till Dakota leaves. We're going to have a bro down. <laughs> what can we do together? Just pour some of this uh, candle wax on me. Let's raise it up, bro. It's, um... Gosh, I need more tools. <laughs> Well, dude, I think this this is exactly what the council's about, you know, is having people who who know things that we don't and bringing them in, learning from them, and then sharing the wisdom with the the council members, you yeah, know. Let them figure it out for themselves, you know, how Making they feel it about available. everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. We did it today, bro. We did um we kind of did some sacred divine masculine time. Yeah, we for sure. We went into like a really sacred setting, just us three guys and prayed, meditated. It was really cool. Shared, let go, surrendered in a high vibrational intent, you know, setting. Yeah, for sure. I like that. It felt really good. It really did. <laughs> it, was, it was a good gateway to moving to this moment mm-hmm. and preparing for the the podcaster. So. I love what you said about you're like, oh, okay, I should give you a massage. Cause like, <laughs> I often think, I'm like, wow, would that really benefit men to have? Because I, I asked Chris the other day, I was like, hey, honey, do you feel like it'd be nice for a man to hold space for you ever? You know, like if you were going through something for like a man to hold you? Mm. I was like, wow, I don't know. He well, honestly. It's, it's interesting that you bring that up because I have this thing called a Theragun. And it's like this super awesome massage gun. And Kaylee and I have kind of gotten into this habit of like, after we get together with the podcast, we'll like blast each other with the Theragun for a while. Oh my God, I love that. And I love that. That's kind of brought us together in a way. I've had like some guy relationships, like usually men that are more in touch with their like more sensitive aspects in themselves. And like, it's okay. We can give each other massages and we can talk Mm. and we can like, totally you know get go deep in that way but mm, you so have to be beautiful. met on that level too i think you know yeah. with the the men in your life or whatever if you're totally. crying or what depends on the person too yeah yeah we're all sensitive beings so mm-hmm. well not just, i, I want to just change the subject real quick even yeah. though it's diving deep i know we only have so much time so what are your thoughts on birth control oh wow okay that's a good <laughs> <laughs> Like, so my thoughts on birth control <laughs> is um, I'll be right back. Should we wait for you? Go ahead. It's oh, okay. okay. No, ahead. we can we can keep this going. You okay, know, you perfect. and I. Yeah, tell me. <laughs> um, Everyone has to pee now. We drank so much water. I love it. We're all really well hydrated. <laughs> yeah. So birth control. Um, so most of the birth control that's available for women is mm. really toxic. Mm. 
Um, the internal like pills creates a lot of hormonal imbalance that is really devastating on the human body and it can create a lot of problems and IUDs I've heard some women say that they're fine but then I've also heard some horror stories around that so I'm really hesitant and I, I actually recommend just tracking your cycle yeah and I'm not like that's not what I t I'm not like an expert cycle tracker that I teach about that I do it myself um, and there's actually I think um, Medicine Stories podcast has a really good podcast on conception, okay. on preventing pregnancy and natural birth control. So I recommend listening to that podcast for like a full in-depth of how to do it. Great. But I use the app called Clue to track my cycle, um, know when I'm ovulating. And then also when I'm ovulating, I can tell just the, the fluids, I can just tell. Mm -hmm. um, and then also you can track it with your temperature if you're more fertile and want that to be just an extra security aspect. I don't do that. I've been tracking my cycle um, just naturally without even doing temperature checks since I was 18 and I've mm -hmm. never been pregnant. I've never even had a scare. I've never mm. had an abortion, nothing. And it's really worked well for me. Um, but if you're, I know with certain women are like super crazy fertile, so I would recommend doing the temperature aspect. And then you can also, if you're scared, you know, take different herbs. Um, and yeah, I just, I recommend listening to that podcast cause there's way more information Absolutely. that you need to know than I could. Okay. Well, thanks about. for even bringing that up to be able yeah. to recommend like a podcast. That's but more I recommend in depth that. with it. And then I, sure. I have my partner, you know, he only, we only do like full release ejaculate, mm -hmm. um, once a month. Like when I start my moon. When you start your moon, mm -hmm. not yeah. like right after or anything like um, that. During, okay. but sometimes <laughs> right after you have to be okay with maybe it's a slim, slim, slim chance. Yeah. But I just like to play it extra safe, you know. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. Amazing. What are your uh, What are your thoughts on guns? <laughs> guns? Yeah. <laughs> I actually went out and shot a gun a few weeks ago for the first time. Someone in told years. me you're pa you pack heat, like you're packing what? a Glock or something. Wait, what? <laughs> Really? Someone, yeah, a Who? fan, a fan asked me to ask the, uh, say that, <laughs> ask you that question. <laughs> These are like only a couple of fan questions. That's yeah. hysterical! Oh my yeah. god. Can yeah, they're like, that. yeah, Dakota has like a Glock in her purse, like everywhere she goes. <laughs> is that true? What? Who asked you that? That's I, I'm not going to say who, but oh we're just going to clear that. This cracks me up. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so my beloved is really into guns. Okay. He's a hunter. Right. Yeah. He's a hunter, a fisher, um, and we recently got a new gun that is a Glock. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't all false. It wasn't all false. And I think what they probably saw is he was really excited that I went out with him and I shot the gun in the forest. Um, and I thought I was going to hate it because I haven't shot a gun since I was like 16 in redneck country in Colorado. I actually shot my chemistry homework, which was super satisfying because I hated chemistry. Um, it was a good ritual. It was a good yeah. ritual. Yeah. Primal. Um, but yeah, with this, with this was completely different, but it was actually really, um, it wasn't bad. I thought like the kickback would be bad, but it was, it was fine. I, I'm good. I'm a good shooter actually. Don't mess with me. Nice. <laughs> Guns can be spiritual. So is Chris. Yeah. Um, no. So yeah, I mean, I obviously, like, I don't carry it in my purse. That's, that's <laughs> silly, but yeah, we do have it. And what are some tips for men to be more sensual in their relations and also like what are some uh, tips for men to kind of like speak their needs 
I feel like when you're with a woman, it's really important to get good at listening okay. mm. to her body. Yeah. And if you don't know, if you're like, I don't know if she wants that, ask. Mm-hmm. Asking okay. is sexy. Permission is sexy. We really need to make it normal. Like every lover is different too. And you're always, people are always changing. What I find to be absolutely orgasmic might not be as orgasmic next week. So I feel mm, like right. a lot of times we can tell with our lovers if they're enjoying something yeah. and to encourage them like, hey, if you're enjoying this, like, let me know, you know make mm. a soft, mm. feel free to let your voice go, like make sounds. Like, but if you don't know and you're unsure, like just ask, like, mm. it's okay to ask. And that's mm. where the communication piece comes in. That's good. Yeah. yeah. And also just really just beautiful, sensual touch. I feel mm. that's really important. Nice. Yeah, and lots of opening. Most women are prematurely penetrated when it comes to sex. Mm. A lot of times, because when when a yoni is really ready, there's an opening that happens. It's really amazing. And there's like a wetness and a readiness that happens. And a lot of women don't access that point because they haven't gotten turned on enough because it takes so much more time, like, you know, 30, 40 minutes for women. When with men, a lot of times it's like, I'm ready. Let's go. I'm into it. I'm hot. Um, men's more fire, women's more water, right? Mm -hmm. Water takes more time to boil where the fire is just already hot. So the fire gets to warm up the water. You're good. The fire gets to warm up the water and then it's this, you know, passionate, Mm -hmm. beautiful. I like that analogy. Yeah, yeah. Don't just like expect like come home, be like, What's up, babe? Like, no, how's it warm going? Up her water. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, like creates creates like you gotta create the space water. Yeah. And, yeah. and Chris really, you know, it's not just in the bedroom because everything Very that you time. do affects your sexual experience. So if you said something not nice to her, you know, like you're gonna wanna clear that before you get to the bedroom. Like, hey mm, honey, yeah. I didn't mean for that to come out the way it did. You know, I love you. Sorry about that. That's gonna that's foreplay. That's gonna help you out so much. Just a moment, just taking your hand, like, wow, you know, your eyes look so beautiful right now. Like, really authentic, genuine mm-hmm. gratitude. Worship. Yeah, worship. Chris and I shower each other in gratitude all I day long. I love that. It's so nice and it's real. We don't like fake it. We're not like faking it. Right. We're in authentic gratitude for each other. And then just overflows from that place. Very grateful for you. Um, coming and sharing everything that you have appreciate appreciate it all so much my pleasure thanks for uh, having me yeah i think this is going to be really good for all different types of people whoever ends up listening and uh that's my hope is that we can we can share some of this juice that is more regular and easy for us because we live in a place where it's like Mm, it's it's, you know it's everywhere but to, to make it available for those people who, who might be reaching out or looking for something that's like hard to find around mm, them. So absolutely. That's yeah. what the council's all about, you know. Definitely. Definitely. Just getting together and sharing the medicine and mm-hmm. sharing yeah. the love. So it feels so good to just sit around a table too. Just yeah, right? so with it's candles fun. and it's so yeah, yeah thank really you. really beautiful. Just dive into that nice space. <laughs> Y'all Sometimes. created something real beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um. This is important. I feel like we're scared of silence as a culture. Mm-hmm. And silence is what makes the sound beautiful, you know? That mm-hmm. contrast. Yeah, and allowing things to, just allowing yourself to receive, too. Mm-hmm. You don't always have to just be putting out, but. One, another one of the fan questions before we end too was um sorry i know we're like pretty much out of here but uh 
um, like, okay, in porn, for example, if someone's like, like having Amrita or squirting or, or whatever, is it, is it, do you still get the same positive benefits if you're just like having these experiences, but you're not bringing as much intention into it? You know, you're not maybe making love in a, in a very sacred way, but you're still experiencing sexuality and squirting or all these different things like are you still receiving the same benefit like why like what's the importance of bringing so much intention into the bedroom for example mm. like can you just have healthy sex without having to be so intentional and so spiritual and of healthy course. connection or yeah hmm. go I mean, for that was it a, like, that was a fan's qu- a fan question yeah i, I feel know. like everyone's <laughs> so different for me when i bring those elements in it's so much better and then i don't want to have it you know, sometimes, of course, we have, like, really, like, hot, simple, like, more animalistic sex. It doesn't have to be, like, Temple Tuesday every night. Though. We don't have time. <laughs> no, we don't have time for that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, we've been we've been loving the hot tub lately, quite honestly. It's just Ooh, it's been okay. awesome. Yeah, so I'm, I'm all for um, consensual, beautiful, heart-centered sexuality, um, whatever it looks like. But for me, there's, oh, my gosh, like such powerful experiences and depth that happens from bringing the intention into it and the more spiritual spiritual i don't even necessarily mm-hmm. to call it that but just more intentional, intentional aspects it's really powerful yeah thank you thank you for doing that my pleasure thank truly you for my intention pleasure into everything you do and reawakening the importance of giving things back to the earth and mm-hmm. you know being in tune with the elements being in tune with your your true self and mm-hmm. communicating and yeah, empowering so yourself sexually and just as intimately with your partner in all ways you know and, and bringing it like full circle to a holistic harmonious uh well-balanced relationship with yourself with your partner with your tribe with your mm. family with the earth everyone so just thank you it's mm-hmm. been such a pleasure and honor to have you on. You, have, you carry a lot of really potent wisdom and mm. yeah, and such a such a blessing. So Thank definitely so take much. some of your courses and follow up and follow Dakota on Instagram and so grateful to be here. <laughs> and your website too, right? And your website, oh, yeah, yeah. DakotaChanel.com. Yeah, DakotaChanel.com. Yeah, we'll, we'll link that in the description as well. Awesome. Yeah, so cool. I, I just love uh, this podcast. It was so engaging for me. It's so interesting. It nice. felt, felt so unique, you know? Thank you both. I really <laughs> appreciate sure. you having me today and creating such a beautiful space. I really feel deeply honored as the feminine. Um, I really hope you take a picture of this beautiful altar that you made and share it with everybody. Thank you. It's well, really when we've had guys on the guest, my bed's all messy. There's dirt <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Nothing's clean. Yeah. <laughs> There's empty pizza boxes it. around. We tidied up around here. It's beautiful. You did a great job. And no. I feel like, yeah, this is really what women need, too, to feel really honored by the masculine and safe and home. And, yeah, keep doing the good work. Actually, that was another thing. What's your definition? <laughs> What's your definition of like a goddess? I mean, I honestly, I don't call myself a goddess. I don't call other women a goddess. Like for me, the goddess is like the goddess, just like God is God, you know? I believe that there's like we're made in the image of of the, yeah, creator. I, I, this is a really deep topic, Um, but for me, like, yeah, I personally don't feel I love that word and I respect that word, but I, I refer to like the goddess as the goddess, not so much like a person. Mm, and nice. I feel like women too can use 
we can all use things to manipulate other people to get what we want. And I feel like when mm-hmm. we use anything in that way, whether it's sex or I'm a goddess or spirituality, like we're missing the point, you know. And really when, when we give, oh, this is another thing that feels important to share. Like, for example, when I'm giving to my beloved, I, it's really I'm giving to myself too. It's not separate because I look at him as a part of me. And when you can get into that, it's just as enjoyable to give as receive. Mm. And those like blend together in one thing. Like that's a good feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It almost feels better to give sometimes. Sometimes you know? it does. Yeah. 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 I get, I can oftentimes get more turned on giving, for example, like sexually with my partner. Mm-hmm. Um, not always, but a lot mm-hmm. of times it activates me more to give. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there you have it, folks. So much more we could discuss. Yeah. Long Thank hours you. into the night. Maybe Thank you. maybe we can have you on again in the future. Yeah. Um, you know. Council of Lit members, thanks again for tuning in. This is all for you. And uh just remember to write in and let us know what you think about everything that we're doing here, what you want to see more of. Uh if you like Dakota and the things she talked about, feel free to check her out on the Instagram and on her website and uh look out for these awesome things that she's gonna be offering up. And uh, yeah, just to thank you to both of you guys for coming together and thank making you. this thank special you. moment thank happen. Yeah, and um, so much. Yeah, cheers. Really fun. Yeah, should we go and pour this water that's been here on the table yeah. this whole time back to the ocean, mm-hmm. and we'll just send Let's this this frequency to the entire planet? Yes. Awesome. All right, guys. Stoked. Stay thank tuned so and much. stay lit. <laughs>